when a person is afraid to speak the truth or stand by the truth, we on the right side tend to call them cowards. Our right side punditry class tends to call them soft. We refer to them as weak. Conservative social media was recently enraged by the absolute apparent quote-unquote weakness of Brandon Whitworth. He's the CEO of Bud Light, a.k.a. Anheuser-Busch. He refused, categorically, absolutely refused, try to meander around it, try to walk around it. He refused to acknowledge his company's mistake. And on top of that, he refused to say that he would not make the mistake again. Real quick, if you've not been following Bud Light a month or so ago, hires a trans activist named Dylan Mulvaney, and they designed a can just for him and did a huge trans activist push out to their customers. A mostly conservative boycott ensues, and Bud Light started to tank, and to this day is still tanking. It's a long clip, but uh, you got to listen to the full the full thing. This is uh, Brendan Whitworth, the CEO, ex CIA agent, by the way, I believe the CEO Brendan Whitworth uh, on the Bud Light boycott. Given the moment we're in, this moment in America with trans issues at the top of a Republican social uh, or conservative uh, political agenda, knowing what you know now, if you could go back, would you send this can to this one person again? There's a, a big social conversation taking place right now, and big brands are right in the middle of it. And it's not just our industry or Bud Light. It's happening in retail. It's happening in fast food. And so for us, what we need to understand is, deeply understand and appreciate, is the consumer and what they want, what, what they care about, and what they expect from, from big brands. So this is part of why you're getting it from all sides, because I asked you, would you do it again? And people on the on the trans rights side of things, supporting that community, want you to say, yes, of course, we want that fortitude. Uh, and, and, and people on the right would criticize you for saying yes. So where are you on the issue? I mean, was this a mistake? You know, we, uh, Bud Light has supported LGBTQ since 1998. So that's 25 years. And as we've said from the beginning, We'll continue to support the communities and organizations that we've supported for decades. Mm -hmm. But as we move forward, um, you know, we want to focus on what we do best, which is brewing great beer for everyone, uh, listening to our consumers, being humble and listening to them, uh, making sure that we do right by our employees, take care uh, and support our partners. And ultimately, he just was not able to answer this question. He just was not able to answer the question. He didn't want to answer the question. And many of us, because he doesn't want to answer the question, because he can't answer the question, many of us were just flabbergasted. We were just so upset. We wanted to jump to his weakness or say that his fear, he has this fear, or he's being controlled by some unseen ominous force out there in the boardroom some kind of corporate unseen overlord but have we considered the fact i don't know if we have have we considered the fact that 
he may not know that he's weak. He may not even understand that he's weak. He may not even understand how to stay strong. Welcome to Cross at the Capitol, episode four. And I'm your host, Mr. Archer J. Pruitt. This show is the bridge between policy and prayer. We people of faith are being called to adjust our mindsets to meet the unique challenges of the moment. Our question today is, how can we help our conservative leaders stay strong? The Post Millennial reported this morning that Hunter Biden and Luton Roberts, Luton Roberts is the mother of his four-year-old child, and Hunter Biden is the son of the president. So the son of the president, Luton Roberts, the mother of his four-year-old child, reached a settlement in their explosive child support dispute in court last week. And that settlement prohibits the first son's daughter, prohibits the president's son, Joe Biden's granddaughter, from using the Biden family name. Let me say that one more time. The settlement says that the daughter of Hunter Biden cannot carry the Biden name. The verse today is John 1, verse 11. Very simple verse. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. One translation reads, He came to his people, and his people rejected him. Our friends from the left side of the political spectrum would have you believe that theirs is the politics of acceptance. And the politics of the right is the one of rejection. But what I have found is the exact opposite is true. The exact opposite. The left is a policy of rejection. And I started with this Hunter, and and there's there's tons of commentators that have talked about this Hunter Biden story and all simple things, but I just thought it was a good illustration of what the politics of the left is. If they don't want you around, if they don't like you, it doesn't matter that it's truth. They reject you. It doesn't, the truth doesn't matter. The fact that Navy... The daughter's name is Navy Roberts. The fact that Navy Roberts is the son of Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden knows it. Joe Biden, President Joe Biden knows it. The Democrats know it. Luton Roberts knows it. Now, Navy's only four, but she knows it. The fact that people know that to be the truth doesn't matter. They still reject it. This this is why this story is important. It's not important per se because Hunter Biden and Luton Roberts are necessarily uh, uh, some kind of uh, secret tryst between the first son and this. uh, I think she was a stripper. 
although that's juicy, although that may be, may be relevant in some fashion, it's not important. Important is the larger uh, picture frame behind this image, around this image. Important is the notion and carried with it the notion that despite the tr- this story is just illustrative of the fact that despite the truth, they want to project and the world to believe something different. And that's just like the Democrat Party. They are the party of rejected you, rejection. You have a grandpa occupying the White House who refuses to acknowledge his granddaughter. Parents are supposed to be a little crazy, right? Especially with their first kids. You know. Although we don't know if this is Hunter Biden's first kids. But parents are supposed to be crazy. But the grandparent is supposed to bring wisdom to the table and acknowledge the grandchildren and accept them even when they've been wayward. We all know that this is the classic story of the American grandparent. We all know that Hunter Biden has some problems. He has substance abuse problems. He has female issues. He has money issues. He has a lot of issues, and we all know that. So the the the, the kind grandpa, the grandpa that Joe Biden, that President Biden, that country Joe purports himself to be good old classic American Joe riding the train to Delaware. Well, that's the grandpa that should say, I'm sorry, Hunter, that you don't acknowledge or don't want people to know that this is your daughter. But guess what? That's my granddaughter. And while you're strung out and taking money from the Chinese, guess what I'm going to do? I'm gonna I'm gonna take my granddaughter and bring her to the White House. Imagine this. I want you to think about this. They just had this uh, Pride Month, a Pride Day at the White House, where people had their you you had a man who had surgical augmentation. He augmented himself surgically to get breast. And he gets those breasts and he's out shaking and shaking and dancing. And they're doing all sorts of raunchy stuff on the White House lawn. And yet and still, Joe Biden thinks it's inappropriate to invite his granddaughter and the his granddaughter's stripper mother to the White House. Now, that's how you would show acceptance. That's how you would show acceptance. You would show acceptance by saying, yes, I invited a stripper and her daughter to the White House. And the reason is because, despite my son's idiocracy, and despite her mother's perhaps bad choices, right? Despite that, the child is innocent. And I accept the child, and I accept the mother into my family. And I want you to carry the name. A a, a real grandpa, a real president, A real person wants to say, I want you to carry my name. I want you to change my name. Because you are the flag. Navy, Navy Roberts, you are the true flag of acceptance. But instead, they want to project, right? Instead, instead the Biden family and the Democrat Party, they want to project that they are the party of acceptance by having Pride Day marches. Uh oh, uh oh! But I, I'm, <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna get going. I'm trying to calm down. I'm getting hot now. They want to project by having these uh, uh, trans activists on the White House lawns. 
But you know that they're not the, they're the, they're not the party of acceptance because the leader of the party will not accept the innocent child. She came unto her own and her own received her not. Woo. I'm sorry. I'm getting it's too early in the show for me to get this excited. I I apologize. I apologize. Because do you know what it's like as a child to be rejected? Do you understand that? I understand it. Because my own father is one of them creatures. But by the way, I want you to get this. This illustrates my own father was one of those creatures. And my grandfather was nothing to write home about my grandmother I'm talking about my paternal side was was wonderful and my grandfather dies and my brother my dad's brother calls me up on the phone I was a kid I was about maybe 14 15 I can't even remember calls me up on the phone and says hey grandpa sometimes talked about you because I didn't know my grandpa very well, but he talked about you. And and my grandpa and father both were famous, by the way, but we won't get into that. Uh, He sort of talked about you, and he he wanted you to be at this funeral. And we're going to come by your house, and you're going to get in the family limo, and you're going to come to the funeral, and you're going to sit next to your father, in the family church. My own father rejected me, but yet my grandfather grandfather from his grave reached out his hand and said, you are accepted. That is what grandparents are supposed to do. And President Joe Biden, the one that Democrats celebrate, who's supposed to be like every man, ride the train to Delaware, won't do it. The left is mired in the politics of rejection the left purports abortion to be the savior of man guess what the rejecting babies the left wants your male to re- your male boy to reject that he's a boy he they want your girl to reject it they want you to reject your gender that's what they want you to reject they want you to reject your your safety Think about Chicago and New York. They Think about their, their views on gun control. They want you to reject the notion that you should be safe, that you have the right to project, to protect yourself. They want you to reject wisdom. They want you to reject common sense. They want you to reject savings. They demand that the, you want the government to come in and snatch all of your money. And I don't care if you got a billion dollars of it or $10 of it. They want to take it for, quote, unquote, the greater good. They want you to reject savings. They want you to reject your own kids and turn them over to some state compulsory education system that just that, that just pushes them through, pushes them through, pushes them through, and shoves crap down their throat. They want you to reject your own kids. They reject women with the notion of birthing persons. I'm a black conservative, and they damn sure have rejected me. The left is the politics of rejection. 
And ultimately, I know they're in the politics of rejection because rejection is their primary tool. Social rejection is their primary tool used to control you, to get you to submit to their will and way. The censorship, that's just a form of rejection in social media. When they were in charge of Twitter and they were pushing you off Twitter, that was them rejecting you. During COVID, they wanted you to reject fresh air, reject sunlight, reject humanity. They are the politics of rejection. But once again, in this ultimate magical act, the left has accomplished something that is just unfathomable to me. They have fooled many in the world to think that the politics of the U.S. left side of the aisle, the politics of the U.S. left is the politics of acceptance. And that the politics of the right is that of rejection. And I just made a small case, a small case to show you that the opposite is true. But, but, but I'm I'm not here. I'm not faulting. If you happen to be on the left side and you listen to me, I'm not faulting you for that. Oh no, we take responsibility here. Remember what I say in my intro. We, people of faith, are being called to adjust our mindsets to meet the unique challenges of the moment. Our mindsets, not theirs, and that's a problem. And I could stay right there for a good 20 minutes talking about how we as conservatives, we as conservatives, we want to change the left. We want to change the, the people on the left. We want to change the trans activists. We want, to cha- we want to change them. But we need to learn how to change ourselves because it is us who are failing. We are losing this country. Well, the left is taken for us. The media, academia. No, 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 sister. If you want to know accountability, it starts right here. I apologize. It's, it's, I'm too hot today. I'm too hot. I'm too hot. I try to stay calm. I, I try, but this I apologize. That's all I can do. Those of us on the political right side of the spectrum have made it too easy for the left to conduct a little magical hocus pocus. And one of the ways we do this is that our memes, our comments, and our punditry class, have you listened to this sometimes? Have you listened and and read some of those on Facebook, Twitter, Getter, Gab, any TikTok, some of the memes, comments, and punditry coming from our side of the aisle. Some of it is disgusting. Some of it is mean. Some of it seems seemingly rejoices in the rejection of others. Or make it appear as if we're relishing in the rejection of others. It's almost similar to the death penalty. One of the most disgusting things I've ever seen 
is we put someone to death and people are cheering. Or the cops kept somebody and we give them a little extra punch and and maybe they deserve it, but people are cheering. That someone's put to death and everybody's like, yay, they put him to death. Yeah, they put him to death. That is disgusting. And you are disgusting if you think like that. I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong in putting the murderer to death. That's a topic for a different day. What I am saying is that we should not rejoice in the fact that we have to put somebody to death. We should not rejoice in the fact that we have to put somebody in prison for life. We should not rejoice in the fact that someone has to go to jail. Rejoice in the fact that somebody, our hearts should be saddened a little bit. We should, wa- we should want a society where we need less cops, not more cops. But so we as conservatives make it a little bit, a little bit too easy sometimes for the left to claim that the right is the politics of rejection. Because when you look at some of the disgusting crap that we put out there and won't push back against memes, comments, and 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 set and talk from the punditry class, when you listen to some of that, you'd be hard pressed not to believe it. It's almost a version of Rawls' veils of ignorance. You know, if you if if, uh, if you came and you and you didn't know each side, what would you say? We know our hearts. We know them. But we make it a little bit too easy for the left to say we're in the politics of rejection because sometimes it looks like we are. And that's because we conservatives have failed to make sure we delineate between the rejection of individuals versus the rejection of ideology or movements. Or... We fail to delineate between the rejection of individuals and the protection of others. Conservatism accepts individuality. This is important to understand. Conservatism accepts individuality, but we reject ideology movements and actions which may harm others or have a great turnabout impact on the society at large. This is so important to delineate and they're easy to be confused. I can sit with you if you are trans And I can talk to you. I can laugh with you. I can joke with you. We can enjoy the same television program. And by the way, Republicans that live in New York City have been doing this forever. Right? But I still can reject the fact that you want to push an ideology, a movement, on to the innocent. I can reject that belief 
I can reject your ideas. I can reject your movement. I don't have to love your ideas. I don't have to love your movement. But I can accept you. And I know we, uh, as conservatives, have failed in this way. Failed to delineate between the two. Because many of the left are confused by us. They're just confused. And many of our leaders who should be empathetic to our concerns can't seem to find their way to articulate what it is that they are sympathizing with, right? The CEO of Bud Light uh, clearly is a smart guy, if you listen back to that clip, right? He, he He's a conservative leader, or at least should be a conservative leader, or at least a, a quasi-conservative leader based upon the brand and based upon his background and what the little, very little I know about him. He was not able to articulate that and stand by the truth that we got it wrong or that he got it wrong. And the reason he wasn't able to do that was because he can't delineate between the rejection of an individual and the rejection of an ideology. So how should he answer the question? He could have easily said, when asked that question, right? Do you feel it was a mistake? He could have easily said, yes, I feel it was a mistake. And it's not a rejection of Dylan Mulvaney. I don't know if he's met Dylan. Let's assume he has. He could have said, listen, I met Dylan. Dylan's a great person. But in retrospect, we as a corporation realize that the movement and ideology that Dylan pushes forward is not something our customers adopt. Our customers have no problem with Dylan. Some female customers of ours say, "Man, dang, <laughs> that's a you know that's a good looking dress up job he did." But we don't want that ideology to be a part of our brand. It just wasn't a good fit. It's like a job, right? I don't reject you as a person. It's just, man, you're not a good fit here. Same thing, but he couldn't delineate them to the because we haven't given him. I hate this term, but I'm going to use it. We haven't given him a permission structure to be able to do so. Conservatives and conservatism, it's a little more nuanced than what you think. Contrary to popular belief, it takes a little more wisdom and intelligence to be a conservative. You know, one of the things that happens all the time. If you spend time talking to those on the left, is they'll say, well, you know, the, the left side is the more educated side. The left side is the side of books and brains. Well, give it to them. But tell them, eh, it takes more wisdom and more intelligence to be a conservative. It may not take more education. That's true. But as a whole, conservatives tend to be more wise and they tend to be more intelligent. And by the way, those intelligentsia and academia who leave the left side of the aisle and come to the right side of the aisle usually have a wise moment. They have a breakthrough moment. Education often 
is the mere explanation of wisdom and intelligence. This is so important to get. Education often is the mere explanation of wisdom and intelligence. And oftentimes it takes education a while to catch up to wisdom and intelligence. It does. We conservatives have done a poor job of illustrating to the left that we can love you and accept you, but reject your false ideology, your movements, and your attempt to push that on the innocent. We have done a poor job of accepting, uh, of explaining that. We've done a good job when it comes to crime, for example. To say, hey, we're going to protect you. We're the party of protection. That we're going to, we, we don't know about you individually. You may have had a sad story, and we feel for you. We feel that your father. Uh, abuse you. We feel that you were that the, that your mother abused you. We feel, but guess what? That's no excuse to go out and punch an old lady in the street. We sort of got that balancing act, but when it comes to some of the most social cultural stuff, we don't quite have it down yet. That we need to do better job of illustrating that we can love you, we can accept you, but reject your false ideology. We can reject your movements and your projection of the same onto the innocent. So, how can we help our conservative leaders stay strong? How can we do that? Whenever we speak, we need to be crystal clear. And go above and beyond to illustrate that we are rejecting an ideology. We're rejecting a movement. We may be rejecting a trend, but we're not uh, rejecting an individual. Don't don't signpost about it. In other words, don't say, well, I usually it could serve as when they want to do this. They'll say something like, well, you know, I, I, I got tons of gay friends. I, my best friend was gay. My best friend was black. My best friend's a woman or, you know, you know my, my best friend is a liberal. That doesn't do anything. That makes you look dumb. Don't do that. When you're having one of these discussions, if you're having one of these discussions with someone who's of a different political perspective, Try very hard not to engage in the straw man. Try very hard to keep the attacks very local, very focused on the on the ideology of the movement. The conversation, discussion, or debate needs to stay on the ideology itself, not necessarily the movement. Right? That's what it needs to stay on. The ideology itself, and not necessarily the movement. It's got to stay focused there. Right. Sometimes you deal with these police brutality cases, and one of the most crazy things I'll see one of the pundits do: they like, "Well, look at the record. Look at the record of this person. This person's a horrible, evil person. This person, you know." And it's like that—that's a non-starter, because then you're attacking the person and you're proving the point. 
stay on the principle that I accept you. I accept whomever. I'm sure that person was a great person. But as a principle, we can't have a per- people going around throwing a shoe at a cop and not expecting consequences. And so after you're arrested, after your trial, you're convicted, let's try to work with you and see if we can get you some, some kind of some kind of program to help you out, maybe anger management to show our compassion. But we reject the ideology that you should be able to just commit a crime and, and walk around with no consequences. We need to get, we, the second thing we need to do is get to know the people that we disagree with better. And, and, and I find people that are uh, conservatives that lived in New York um, that lived in Chicago, they do a better job of this because they, they interact with them every day, right? Get to know the people that we disagree with better by having lunch with them, inviting them to dinner, having a conversations beyond just uh, politics conversations that we disagree with and do more listening than speaking. And the third point I want to bring out to you um, and... I know that some people aren't going to like it. I know that, but I want to bring it out to you anyway. The third point is don't be afraid to be challenged. Make it a point to consume some of the media, some of the articles, some of the tweets, whatever it is on their side, right? I know you may say you're surrounded by their points daily. You're covered by their points daily. What do you need to consume it for? But I'm going to share with you that, if you are reading them, you are not usually reading their best stuff, right? The stuff that goes to filters to the top, the stuff that comes to that bubbles up to the trending on the Facebook or, or Twitter, that stuff is usually the lowest of the lowest quality. That's why it's so easy to laugh at and easy to debunk. When I say don't be afraid to be challenged, make a part to consume some of their media, I'm not talking about their weak people such as Joy Behar or Joy Reid. I'm talking about some of their great writers, some of the leftist greatest writers and thinkers. Challenge yourself. A lot of times I think we conservatives are afraid to read something like that that we just disagree with, right, really strongly. We're, we're real easy to listen to Joy Behar or Joy Reid. Because we can we can debunk those in our sleep. But reading somebody from the left who is actually more educated than you are, who, by the way, actually may have quite a bit of wisdom, is tough because it forces you to say, I disagree with this. They make a lot of great points. I disagree with this, but I can't articulate why I need to think about it. So we need to stop being afraid to be challenged. I recommend reading, for those of you who haven't heard of it, Jacobin. The history of Jacobin goes all the way back, well, not the history of this particular publication, but Jacobin, the name, goes back to the, I think, the French Revolution. You gotta read Jacobin. J-A-C-O-B-I-N. J-A-C-O-B-I-N dot com. Just start there. It's known among leftists, um, it's like a leftist version of maybe National Review or Commentary Magazine, and it's left of left of left. It upsets me when I read it sometimes. But Jacobin is, I first read it on an airplane in my 20s, I think. So it was some time ago. Jacobin 
is the leading leftist, progressive, really, really leftist, socialist, progressive commentary. And sometimes when you read it, it's challenging. So we got to remember to challenge ourselves. I encourage you to start with uh, Jackal Ben. If you enjoyed this program, send it right now to someone you know. Please, that's the best gift you can give. My name is Archer J. Pruitt. This has been Cross at the Capitol. Please follow me now on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you may get your shows. Remember, wisdom is the main thing with all that getting, get, and understanding.